Hi, this is Melissa Anderson, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Welcome once again to another edition of On Screen and Beyond. This is episode 111. I'm Brian Zemrak, your host, and today my guest on On Screen and Beyond is going to be Melissa Anderson. She played Mary Ingalls on Little House on the Prairie, and she has some great stories to share with us about Little House and a whole lot more, so I hope you're going to stick around for that. And don't forget, uh, we have a contest going on right now until May 24th. We've teamed up with New Video for a giveaway. You can win a Blu-ray copy of Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog with Neil Patrick Harris. That's right. All you have to do, it's very simple, is send us an email with your name and your mailing address to contest at onscreenandbeyond.com and on May 24th we'll draw a winner from all the entries we receive. Simple as that. That's all you got to do. So uh, you can get all the details at onscreenandbeyond.com. So check that out. And remember to check us out on Facebook and MySpace. You can become a fan or a friend uh, we'd love to have you on there. And Melissa Anderson is coming up in just a few minutes. But uh, first, let's check out remakes on Remake Madness right here on On Screen and Beyond. Please hang up and try again. Well, Remake Madness, it looks like the video game Roller Coaster Tycoon may be headed for the big screen. Of course, Roller Coaster Tycoon is that one where you can make your own theme park and everything. You keep it clean and you get points and all that sort of stuff. Anyways, reports are out that Sony is working on that idea. And also in the game realm, it looks like the tabletop game Monster Apocalypse is also heading for the big screen. DreamWorks seems to be spearheading that one. And it looks like a 3D remake of Judge Dredd is on the way. Hmm. It's a remake of the 1995 flop, which starred Sylvester Stallone. That's about it for Remake Madness. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we're going to be going out to see what's coming your way as far as upcoming movies right here on On Screen and Beyond. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Upcoming movies, well, it looks like Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man himself, will star in Due Date in November 5th of this year. And as he'll be playing a father-to-be, forced to hitch a ride with a wannabe actor in order to make it to his child's birth on time. And the comedy also features Jamie Foxx, Juliette Lewis, and Ellen Arkin. And Downey is also slated to star in a film in development called Oz, The Great and Powerful. It's set for a 2013 release. And Josh Whedon has written a film called The Cabin in the Woods. It's slated for a January 14th, 2011 release. And, of course, Josh Whedon is uh, the one who did 
the Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog, which we are giving away a Blu-ray copy of that. Get all the details at onscreenandbeyond.com. All right, coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, Sequel City, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Well, as far as sequels, it seems that director John Favreau is hinting that Iron Man 3 will have the Mandarin as its villain next time around. Okay, but that can change. You know, they do that sort of thing all the time. Keep you informed on that as we hear more. And it looks like uh, Men in Black 3, which uh, we've talked about previously on uh, a previous show, is now reported to be looking at a 2012, May 25th to be exact, release. And this time around, it's in 3D. And at this time, only Will Smith is confirmed to be back on the cast. And on June 24th, 2011, that's the tentative release date of Planet of the Apes prequel. Uh, So it's sort of a, I don't know if you want to put this in sequels, but it's, you know, also a uh, remake of a prequel sequel and all those other things but anyways uh this one's going to be titled rise of the apes and that's about it for sequel city on on screen and beyond coming up next what's coming your way as far as tv on dvd Well, as far as TV on DVD, The Phil Silver Show, Sergeant Bilko, it uh, comes to DVD on July 27th with a five-disc set for Season 1. And Degrassi, The Next Generation Season 9, arrives on DVD on July 20th with a four-disc set featuring all 19 episodes plus the Degrassi Takes Manhattan movie. And Modern Family Season 1 is in pre-order stage right now, even though there's no definite release date on that uh, you can hear our interview with cast member rico rodriguez by going to onscreenandbeyond.com and checking out our reruns page for episode 56 rico was our guest back then that's about it for tv on dvd coming up next on on screen and beyond movies on dvd right here on on screen and beyond <laughs> Well, as far as movies on DVD, Hot Tub Time Machine bubbles its way into stores on June 29th. Also on June 29th, Matt Damon and the Green Zone arrives in stores, as does Percy Jackson and the Olympians, The Lightning Thief with Logan Lerman. And that's it for movies on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we have our interview with Melissa Anderson, of course, back in the day when she was on Little House on the Prairie, she was known as Melissa Sue Anderson, and she played Mary Ingalls on the show, and she was on for many, many, many years, and she's a great guest. She's coming your way next right here on On Screen and Beyond, so stick around for that. Today on On Screen and Beyond, our guest is an Emmy winner and one of the stars of TV's most loved shows from 1974 to 1981. She grew up before the audience in the role of Mary Ingalls on Little House on the Prairie. She currently has a book out called The Way I See It, A Look Back at My Life on Little House. It's Melissa Anderson. Melissa, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Well, thank you so much. 
Melissa, it's so nice to have you on the show. I've got a lot of questions about the, the book and everything. What was it that made you decide to do that at this time? Uh, have you been thinking about this for a while? Uh, no, I hadn't thought of it at all, actually. Uh, I was just approached to, uh, to was I interested in writing a book, and uh, I really thought it was a mistake that my husband is the writer in the family, you know, so I thought somehow they've made a mistake. But no, no, they they were they, they were interested in me writing a book. But um, I I still you know I I had never even thought about it. Uh, and then I then I thought, well, it's an interesting idea. I'm surprised no one else has. And then the next conversation I had, uh, they said, well, Melissa, Melissa Gilbert is writing a book. And I said, well, there you go. <laughs> um, but uh, I I the more I thought about it and uh, was sort of convinced. Uh, to do it, um, the more I thought I could write something that would be a little, well, a lot more different uh, mm -hmm. than most of the books out there uh, written by by uh, former child actors, and you know, and I I went on and continued as an adult as well. But but I, you know, my book is not about my drug abuse or many husbands or any of that. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's it's <laughs> it's uh, it's more about uh, being a serious kid who was who was uh, lucky enough to find uh, uh, you know that I loved uh, acting and 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 was able to use Little House as 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 um, you know such a, a great tool to mm -hmm. uh, to perfect my craft and and uh, and and I was. You know, thrilled to have the opportunity. Yeah, yeah, and and people who love Little House, uh, I mean, they this year is really a big year for them because of the fact that, uh, like you said, Melissa Gilbert had hers come out. Uh, yeah, that was last year, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. Um, uh, then yours, and now uh, Allison Arngrim is going to be having one coming out also. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, you know people who are really uh, lovers, and there's a lot of people out there who love Little House on the Prairie. There's no doubt. <laughs> yeah. So uh, now, after all these years, uh, was it difficult to look back at, at what went on and everything on the show? Well, um, no. I mean, I, I, I think I came up with a good device that, um, that I really like, and I think uh, it, it, it helped me, uh, it made it easier for me to put myself back, you know, in the you know, using the voice of an 11-year-old, you know, in the beginning, um, and then growing up as I, you know, aged through the book. And that was uh, using these screenplay uh, pages, scenes that really happened, mm -hmm. but but uh, that so that the reader can actually see what a real script looks like, but also they're kind of the, the lighter moments, usually, yeah. uh, that have happened, uh, that, that happened over the years. And that was... That was uh, that proved to really help me, like, you know, get back into the head of an 11-year-old again, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you, you know, of course, you were very young when you when you started that show. Uh, did you realize Michael Landon, what he, you know, what he'd done and, and, and the acting ability he had and everything? I did. I did. I, I, I wasn't allowed to stay up and watch Bonanza very often. Uh-huh. But, yeah. uh, but, you know, I knew of him and I had seen him you know, enough to know that he was who he was and, you know, uh, what a big star he was. Mm -hmm. 
So it was very exciting when I first met him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did, did you enjoy working with him? I did. I did. You know, I learned a lot. I think I reminded uh, him of himself when he was young, when he was first starting out, which was, of course, you know, he was like 18 or 19 or something, but starting out as an actor. Uh, and even though I was much younger uh, starting out as an actress, I mean, I think we were very similar because we took it, we both took it very seriously. Um, and, uh, you know, I learned a lot from him. And uh, I also learned a big lesson early that, you know, people aren't perfect. And even, even you know, people you consider, you know, and you love like a big brother, I mean, you know, have their kind of bad side. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, um, so I, I, I'm glad I learned that lesson. I mean, it's, you know, it, it, it was real life. And, uh, and uh, you know, it was better to learn it early than too late. Yeah. Now, was it tough growing up uh, basically in front of the camera for, you know, from <laughs> your young age to, to adulthood? At times it was. Um, you know, like I say, I, I, I really enjoyed the work. Um, I, I love to act. And then that wasn't the problem, but but a lot of the publicity was was very tiring, and uh, and also I did a lot of traveling early on for the show, and that was you know it was it was fun and it was exciting, but it was it was very tiring as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know that that was one of the things I wrote. You know, uh, I decided when I when I wrote the book, I wanted people to know how hard it is. You know, right. I don't think people realize how hard uh, child actors work. And um, and even actors, you know, in in, in general. So, uh, uh, you know, as I as I grew up, it, that's where it got a little more difficult. Um, some things got easier. The publicity slowed down a little bit. I didn't have to do quite as much as I was doing, so I could have a little more of a regular life. But um, but on the other hand, uh, uh, teenagers would pretend uh, that. You know, the show was totally uncool and maybe teased me and things like that. Hmm. Uh, on, you know, when really they might, might have, for all I know, you know, they were going home and they were watching it. You right. know, I don't know. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, some of that happened, but that was fine too because that's part of the, you know, it's part of the job. Uh, and I got better at, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, Every every aspect of the business, I got better at the publicity. I got I got uh, more comfortable with with uh, signing autographs and meeting people, and you know, and and uh, and and I was always grateful to the fans and everything. I just I just didn't always know how to you know being being a really shy kid. It was it was awkward for me, mm-hmm. but I got you know I got better at it. Yeah, well, you know, it's funny because I talked with uh, Gary Berghoff, who played Radar on mm-hmm. Mash, and he said. He liked everything of the aspect of acting, except for the notoriety. Uh, he, he said it was very difficult because people, you know, they they used you as a prop more than you know. Oh, stand here so we can take my picture with you, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, he said that's the one thing that bothered him. And, uh, I, I can understand how. I mean, you, you must have done publicity for the show a lot. <laughs> I did, I did, and you know, it, it goes back to I, I talk about it a lot in the book that you know I. I even though I had a good experience, and even though it was my, you know, I had really found my niche as a as a very young kid, uh, what I wanted to do, uh, you know, as I grew up and as an adult, and and that was great. Um, and I was very lucky that I that I didn't go through an awkward period uh, where I wasn't, you know, hired by producers. 
that never happened to me. Yeah. So I was really lucky, but I still don't, I wouldn't recommend this. You know, I I don't think kids should work. I just, um, I think kids are only kids once. (laughs) And I think that they should have normal, you know, childhoods. And uh, and then if they want to become actors uh, or actresses or any, you know, in any aspect of the business, I think, you know, after they go to college, then then they should do that, but yeah. uh, or do it as a hobby. But I I just don't think kids should work really. Now, uh, the character of Mary was the good girl on the show. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you ever wish that you could have been the bad, you know, <laughs> the bad character? I yeah, I think so. Um, there were times that I was frustrated at always being so good, uh, but. Just about the time that I would, you know, be frustrated, I would be when I would get some great, needy role that week to play. So, mm-hmm. you know, I was fine yeah. <laughs> with that. Uh, I had Allison uh, on the show uh, a while back, and she said that she had done a lot of the, I call them stunts, but, you know, I mean, you weren't jumping off buildings or anything like that. But, I mean, you know, we're falling in the mud and the fights and things like that. Did you do most of your stunts like that? I didn't have a lot of them. I know, yeah. We we uh, we went swimming a few times where we had to you know rescue puppies or something, and um, I mean not we didn't do the puppies three times you know a few right. times but but uh, I, I know we yeah I guess I did yeah I, you know come to think of it I guess I did do most of them but there weren't there weren't very many right yeah. and they would let you do them as long as they weren't dangerous right yeah you know. yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And when the character of Mary uh, went blind, did did they just throw that at you, or did you know that was coming? Or and how did you feel when that happened? Well, I had a feeling it was coming because it was in the original right, books, in and the you, books, even yeah. though our show is only loosely based on the books, uh, I had a terrible, terrible feeling that that was going to happen. <laughs> and uh, at the end of the third season, at our wrap party, I. Uh, finally got up my nerve and, and, and asked Mike if, if, if it was true, was I, was I starting to hear these things because this really was going to happen? And he said yes. Um, and I thought I was going to be written out because what could they do with me? Mm-hmm. And he said, don't worry, it's going to be great. Trust me, it's going to be great. And it was. You know, our, our it was a two-part episode, I'll Be Waiting As You Drive Away, where Mary goes blind and... Um, the first week was number two in the ratings and in, and Nielsen's, and uh, the second uh, the the second part was number one. And we had never ever had ratings that high. I don't even know if we'd been in the top five before. Wow. Um, we'd certainly been in the top ten, but you know this was unheard of number two and number one. Yeah. And uh, and I think the only other time we were number one after that was um, my wedding episode. Mm-hmm. But uh, and then you know I I was nominated for the Emmy for for the the I'll be waving as you drive away also so right. it was um you know <laughs> he was right it was it was great it was really great 
And now, how did you prepare for that? I mean, you know, because you, you did an excellent job. I mean, you know, you were very believable. Um, Thank you. Did you have? How do you pre- prepare for something like that? I, I went to the Foundation for the Junior Blind in Los Angeles, uh, mm-hmm. and I worked with some of the teachers there. And then I, uh, we had um, one of them come on the set uh, for those two episodes in case we had any technical issues or problems that came up to make sure that, you know, we were handling everything correctly. Um, and I just, you know, I practiced and I practiced and I practiced and I worked and I worked. And, uh, it, you know, it was difficult. It took a lot of concentration. But, I'm sure. But, uh, you know, uh, I, got, I even got letters from, from blind people uh, saying how nice it was of the producers to write in, you know, my, my blindness into, into the show because they thought I had really gone blind. Hmm. Um, they watched the, they watched the show with their families or friends or whatever. And, um, they thought I had done such a good job that, uh, you know, that I, I mean, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't realize I was acting. So yeah, that yeah. was an amazing compliment. Huh. Now, are there any, uh, are you very close to the, uh, the rest of the cast? No, we never were uh, that close. Um, we uh, we're all very different. Uh, Mike and I were quite close, um, um, but we were from very different backgrounds. Um, um, I I was the first person in my family to 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 be in the entertainment industry at all, and my parents think I'm strange, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but. Uh, and, uh, you know, Melissa's from a show business family. Allison's from a show business family. Um, you know, we're from very different backgrounds. So we all got along really well. Yeah. And uh, as far as I was concerned, I mean, I was not there to play. I was there, to, you know, to work, and I was serious about what I did. Um, I don't know how much they wanted to be there. I don't know if they were, you know, serious about acting at that time or, or, or what. I have no idea. But... We we uh, we uh, never had any issues or problems, and and the producers didn't um, exactly want us to be super tight and close oh. either, because I think they were afraid that if we were, we might have you know one of those fights and and be on the outs or something, and then that that might be difficult, uh. and that might show up on film. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, the fact that you know we were professionally um, uh, professionally a, a great family, I think, really came came across. People oh, yeah. believe that's for sure. Believe us as a family, so it worked. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, are there any special moments that that stick in your mind of back when you were doing the shows? Um. Well, there's. Uh, there are several of them. I'm, you know, in the book, I can't. Uh, yep. No, I understand that. <laughs> you don't. Have to... <laughs> uh, uh, you, you know, there were some very funny things that happened. Um, uh, I remember, you know, a funny kind of complicated issue, but uh, where Victor French had to come in, uh, he had to be brought in to to because he was a member of the Directors Guild. Just say action and cut, because. Because uh, Mike Landon was, this is where his control control issues came up. Uh, he was not technically supposed to take over this show. He had he had fired the director uh, that we had, uh, and I don't think for some reason he was not allowed. Maybe because he was also executive producer or something. I don't know, but he technically was not allowed to direct the show. So he needed someone to come in and say action and cut, 
so that that would then be covered. But basically, then he could just do whatever he wanted. He could he could direct the actors. He could direct, uh, you know, the lighting and the crew and everything that went on, mm-hmm. uh, and do what he always normally would have done as a director. But he just couldn't say action or cut. So Victor <laughs> Victor French sat around for days and days and days in his chair, and uh, you know, and the first first assistant director would say, "All right, we're ready and uh, quiet and roll, please and speed, Mark and Mr. French." And nothing. And Mr. French, Victor, and he'd be sound asleep. And he'd go, oh, oh, action, cut, action, cut. You know, because he, he, he was so bored. He was so funny. So, um, you know, funny, funny things like that. Victor was a great guy. Yeah. Victor was interesting, too, because he was um, quite introspective. Um, uh, I mean, he could get very wild and very silly, you know, mm-hmm. especially if he had a little bit to drink. But he... Um, he uh, really was this, you know, excellent actor, and he was, I think, happy to do our show because he'd always been cast as bad guys, right. heavies before, yeah. and uh, and I think that's where he and Mike met in probably in Bonanza. So, um, so he was a good guy, and it was fun. <laughs> uh-huh. Leaving Little House for a moment, um, you, when you started acting. Uh, I, I see that you were, and I can remember the episode, actually, you were on the Brady Bunch for one of the shows. Right, and right. And Millicent, I guess your name was? Right. And you actually got to uh, the, the girl who kissed Bobby. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he saw fireworks. <laughs> right, yep. It'll go down in history. That that one, I think, I think I don't think there's a person on the face of the earth that hasn't seen that episode. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. <laughs> um, yeah, we were, I think mortified the two of us to to do that episode because of the the kissing and the and the director when he saw my long blonde hair he added he added that slow motion uh clairol as the takeoff on that clairol um shampoo um where commercial where the where the the woman with the long blonde hair and and the the guy run together in slow motion and spin around and <laughs> and then kiss and so he even added that and that just made it worse for me and Mike Luganland. We were dying, but we had, you know, but we, we again, you know, we were professionals. We did it, but right. How old? Not were you? exactly comfortable. How old were you when you did that scene? Do you? Remember? I was ten. Ten years old. He was. He was. He was older than me, so he was probably about twelve or thirteen. Twelve I think. or thirteen. Okay, so you were. It wasn't as bad for him, I don't think. <laughs> so, so it was a little awkward, though. Yeah, well, it was awkward for me. Yeah, my my first kiss. Yeah. Yeah, right, right there in front of, and, and you know how many people saw that and, and has mm-hmm. seen it since then. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, now you also won an Emmy for your uh, show, uh, "Which Mother Is Mine" on the ABC After School Special. Right, right. Yeah. Now, how was that? Uh, you know, after being, you know doing TV and, and everything for, you know, if you'd been, by then you had been uh, doing acting for quite a while. Was it a thrill to be able to uh, get an Emmy like that? Yes, it was. I was, uh, I, uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, though, I was out of town. I was in New York uh, when, when it was announced, and so I heard about it. I think it was on my 17th birthday, though, that I heard about it, so it was a great uh, birthday present. Huh. Um and it was interesting because I had uh, that hiatus, that I, or previous hiatus, uh, that I shot that uh, hiatus from Little House, but I shot that. Right before I shot that, I had done a TV movie called for CBS called um, The Survival of Dana, 
And in The Survival of Dana, uh, Marianne Ross played my grandmother with a gray wig she wore. And then I did Which Mother is Mine and for ABC, and Marianne Ross played my foster mother <laughs> without the gray wig. <laughs> so it was, it was great. It was, you know, again, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, a good lesson in acting where she, you know, this, this, this actress wasn't, uh, you know, so vain that she wouldn't want to play a grandmother yeah. and then turn around and play a, an actress more, I mean, a, a mother, a character more her own age. Right. Yeah. You know, she, she was willing to do that. And so that was really fun. We worked together twice in a, you know, two to three month period of time. Right, yeah. Huh. And, and we, we, asked, um, we asked people to send in emails, and uh, we, we actually got a whole lot, but I'm not going to be able to get many. <laughs> I just want to ask one particular one that struck my interest when I saw it, because a lot of them, naturally a lot of them are the, you know, the questions we, we always you know, would think of asking. But there mm-hmm. was one, his question was, he says that, in, in the, and I didn't know this, uh, but at, in the early episodes of Little House, you wrote with either your left or right. I'm not sure. I don't have the email in front of me. But um, then in the next season and for the rest of the series, you were writing with the opposite hand. Is, is yeah. that something you remember? No, I don't. I mean, I am sort of, I am kind of ambidextrous. I mean, I can, actually I am. I mean, I can do lots of things with, both hands. Mm-hmm. I can write. I can write with both hands, not not as well with my left, but I can write with my left. So I might have just been, you know, and I wouldn't have done that. If, I'm sure if I even did it, it was it was probably when I wasn't being featured. You know, I was certainly probably wasn't talking or anything. I was probably just in the background right, yeah. and writing or something. And I then I may have done that as a kid, you know, being silly and doing mm-hmm. that. Yeah. But I. Um, I doubt I would have done that if I had dialogue and was, you know, actually prominently featured in a scene. Yeah, yeah, it's it's something that you know. I mean, I'll be honest. I when I'm watching something, I'm not watching that closely. <laughs> you know, right. I'm enjoying what you're right. doing. I don't, I don't know that I would be watching that closely either. <laughs> but yeah, that's that was one of the questions that they had. Um, we're going to finish up here, uh, and and your book. Uh, you know, I strongly urge everybody to go out and get it, and. Uh, uh, I also want uh, to let you know that we're going to put a link so people can go and uh, go to the, you know, to uh, some of the uh, websites and pick up your your book if they'd like. And, oh, great! Thank you. Yeah, and um, but let's. I want to finish up with a question that I'd like to ask everybody. Uh, it's a two-parter. One: What are your favorite all-time TV shows? Oh, not you mean not Little House? Other than Little House. Good. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. All time. Okay. I, I uh, there used to be a show on. Uh, I think it was right before I had my daughter, uh, and so it would have been um, like 1990. Uh, there was a show called All Fly Away. Yes. Yeah. And I, I, I loved that. And it was Sam Waterston actually. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then you know uh, Law and Order came around and then and then a few years later Sam Waterston took over for Michael Moriarty well actually it must have been longer than that because Michael Moriarty was replaced by other people first but but that was interesting and Sam Waterston played an attorney in both yep. in both of those mm-hmm. um, but I loved All Fly Away and uh, and the other show I really I think uh, found fascinating was The Equalizer and that was even before, and that's what made it even more exciting for me. When I was asked to do it, I was asked to play 
uh, Edward Woodward's daughter. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I had a recurring role on The Equalizer. And that was just terrific because I love New York and I love to to shoot there. And and I just thought the shows were so smart and uh, so well done. And I write about them a bit in my uh, in, in in the book because, uh, well, quite a bit. And uh, and and Edward and Michelle, his wife, um, uh, because it was just such a great experience. Yeah. And what about movies? Your favorite movies? Ah, favorite movies: Gran Torino. Oh yeah. Um, Rain Man, uh, and and I think because uh, I, I when I think of Rain Man, I think of course. You know, Dustin Hoffman did a fantastic job, but uh, Tom Cruise was so, you know, I just thought he was amazing in that movie. Mm-hmm. People don't always, you know, he, I think, I think he was, was he nominated? Maybe he wasn't even nominated. He should have been if he wasn't. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, he is, you know, such a good actor. Yeah. Uh, so I thought he was great in that. And uh, let's see, Andrew, you know, um, oh. It's a tough one. <laughs> yeah, I could probably give you another one, but I can't think that, right now. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. I yeah. love movies. Well, Melissa, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us, and I wish you luck with your book. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I want to thank Melissa one more time for taking the time to talk to us. She was a great guest. I had some great stories, and I hope you enjoyed it. And if you'd like to check out her book, we have a link right on our front page of On Screen and Beyond where you can click on it and uh, go right to her book and get it. And let's see here. I want to remind you, too, that uh, our contest is going on right now. It's on the front page of On Screen and Beyond. Just scroll down a little bit, and you'll see it where we are giving away a copy of, a Blu-ray copy, in fact, of Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog with Neil Patrick Harris. Now, uh, that's a... uh, thing that's so simple to, to, to do. You, all you got to do is send us an email at contest at onscreenandbeyond.com and on May 24th, 2010, we will be uh, giving away that copy from all the people who have sent in the entries and we will just uh, pick a winner from that. So simple as that. All you got to do is uh, send it to us. And let's see here. Uh, don't forget, if you has, have a suggestion for a future guest at On Screen and Beyond, you can send it to us at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. Love hearing from you. Love hearing just, you know, if people just want to send an email and uh, say something to us. Uh, we, we love getting your emails. We read them all. And uh, we do take your suggestions seriously. Many times we've had many guests who are people that uh, people have suggested to us. Sometimes we don't think of them, and we turn around and say, ah, that'd be a good one. We we try to trek out and find these people and connect with them. Sometimes we we can't get uh, connected with them. Sometimes we can. We'll see what we can do. So uh, appreciate that. And uh, that's about it for this week. So until next week, this is Brian Zemrak. Take care. Thank you.